All the lessons today are from the Christian Bible, and usually we hear at least one reading from the Hebrew Bible and the stories that lay the groundwork for the ministry and teachings of Jesus. You know, the Messiah had been anticipated for centuries before Jesus' birth, and it is from the Torah and the prophets and the works collected as the wisdom writings that Jesus himself read and studied. But now, the culminating agony and exhilaration of the crucifixion and the resurrection have created panic, fear, confusion, exhilaration, and dismay among those of Jesus' followers who linger in Jerusalem. What are they to do? Are their own lives in danger? Has the story of Jesus' reappearance been verified? Should the remaining 11 disciples remain in hiding? Those closest to Jesus are afraid. They believe that they may be next for execution. So they've gathered together to confer and they've locked the doors because they're terrified. But then we hear, Jesus came and stood among them. This is not a sensational appearance. There are no angelic choirs, no trumpets, no white robes. Jesus doesn't crash through the wall. Jesus is simply there among them. And he knew how they felt. He knew they were afraid. So his first words to them are, peace be with you. Just as we say to each other during the Eucharist. But then he wastes no time in letting them know that they now have crucial and immediate jobs to do. As the Father has sent me, he announces, so I send you. This is probably not what these men were expecting. Yet Jesus wastes no time in in giving them their directions and their comfort. For as John writes, he breathes on them and they receive the Holy Spirit. And Jesus assures them that they have received from him the power to cleanse people of their sins. They're receiving some of Jesus' powers through the Holy Spirit. And then as if all this dramatic and empowering experience were not enough, we hear that then that Thomas was absent. He was one of the original 12, remember, and when Thomas returned, the others told him of the amazing encounter with the resurrected Jesus, and Thomas, in his famous response, let them know that he didn't believe their story. I need to see and feel for myself, he declared. A lot of us are like Thomas. We want verification of things. Taking things on face, as we often say, is not always easy. Prove it. Show me. Where did you get that information? And in today's poem, you will see that we might be rather glad for Thomas's doubt. He reacts just as we might. When Jesus comes again to be among the disciples, Jesus invites Thomas not only to see him and to see where he was pierced by the nails and the centurion's sword, but to put his hand into the wounds. And Thomas then not only believes that Jesus is living among them, but that he is somehow a different Jesus. Now Thomas says humbly, not rabbi, teacher, but my Lord and my God. In today's second reading, a letter titled 1 John, later followers of Jesus are encouraged to spread the faith of Jesus' teachings. And the writer declares that he's seen with his own eyes and touched with his own hands the living proof of Jesus' promise of eternal life. 
So even if these later Christians can't see him personally, they are members of the fellowship of Christ. And of course, these later followers are essentially just who we are. We are those who come to the faith long after the personal ministry of Jesus. We're not walking the dusty roads of Palestine with him, nor are we among those cowering in the upper room when he slides through the walls and confronts them with new teachings and new requirements. Nor are we like Thomas, afforded a second chance actually to touch the body of the living Christ. But we do share something of these experiences. We can share the holy meal, the body and blood of Christ. We can still, like the early audiences of the epistles, live in the light of Christ. We are those who hear and see from afar but believe. We are sinners, but we are forgiven. We are in the darkness, but now we can choose to be in the light. The gift of the Holy Spirit has been given to us, and we've been offered the peace of the Lord. Each of us has heard some of the ideas and promises that Jesus offered. Each of us has said we believe the teachings of the church. We have not touched the newly risen Christ, and yet he has touched us in many ways. Jesus has reached out to feel and heal our wounds, physical and psychological. He has walked through the wall of time and exclusion. We have received through him the breath of life. We've been given the gift of new life. And we've been instructed to spread the good news. We've been told by him that we have a mission. We're to help heal the world. We are to let other people know that they are loved. We are to care for others. We are to love and revere the God of creation. So, in a way, we are in that upper room. And our song might well be this portion of Psalm 118. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. There is a sound of exultation and victory in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord has triumphed. The right hand of the law, Lord is exalted. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. So happy second Sunday of Easter. <laughs>